0: and welcome to the latest episode of the online warriors podcast i'm illegal 86 i am joined as always by my good friends tactic and nerd bomber we are fully con- conversationally lubricated behind the scenes content here any given recording that you hear of the online warriors podcast typically is preceded by the three of us talking probably be about an hour and a half about an hour and a half uh just, so it's it's like we're recording two episodes One is the Just For Us episode where we use our real names and stuff. Because, spoiler alert, my real name is not illegal 86. That's not what I was, that's not my given name. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I saw your birth certificate
1: and it said illegal and your last name was 86. So.
0: Well, no, it's it's ill and then eagle is my middle name and then 86 is my last name. Gotcha. But they're not supposed to know. Sorry, sorry. They're supposed to think it's just some fun name. Here's a little
2: inside tip our lives aren't all rainbows and video games and gumballs
1: i mean mine is i don't know about you
2: our what are you up to when wednesdays has some nonsense that we do not want to trouble you with on the air and every week we
0: have to let each other know the nonsense i'm just i'm over here thinking about the last time that'd be good when's the last time you had a gumball because for me it's been that's been too long i'll say like my gum consumption these days car gum you guys know about car gum Cargum yeah, is good, but like it.
1: it's weird in the winter because it gets really cold, and then you might crack your tooth on it. Yeah, that's not fun. Cargum.
0: Haven't done that yet, but summer cargum. We're we're approaching the summer cargum era where it's like you put you put it in your mouth. It's like it's already been chewed up. Can car- can cargum see one word? Sure. Uh, if you want it to be like oh cargum, yeah, maybe we're pretty much we're we're making it up as we go here. So I do have use to use it as a curse. Use it however you want
1: i have to ask though like do you get there's two different types of car gum you can get there's you know the the cup holder with the the chiclets that are hard shelled but then there's also i yeah. don't remember the brand but they're like the soft and squishy cubes. cubes which one do yeah. you get so
0: soft i'm glad you asked this. Cubes. typically so 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 i first of all i oscillate currently i have hard shell boys okay okay i think more often typically i have squishy cubes but I I bounce back and forth. It depends on my mood, honestly.
2: We're not even gonna talk about squishy rectangles. Are
1: there squishy? Yeah, rectangles? Yeah, the individually wrapped
2: little them. squishy rectangles. Oh
1: no, those are like pieces of paper almost. No, they're no, like not the, sh-
2: not the thin ones. There's like they're like probably like oh like
0: a quarter inch wide trident. Yeah, I mean we can use brands. This is they're not not a sponsor, but also not like not a sponsor.
1: Oh, I forgot about those. Weird.
0: Yeah, Trident's still going on. Trident's already saying there's variations of squishy cubes or rectangles. We've talked about we talked about bubble tape on this show. Let's just let's just go around the room, really just blazing in with hot topics here today. Very interesting stuff. What's your favorite gum? Favorite gum of all time? Squishy cubes.
1: I have I have a twofer.
0: You can't do that. No, but there's yeah, right away. can't. You,
1: you, it's situational. You can't do that. That's cheating. It's situational. So if I want mint you can Say that about anything. No, cuz like mint <laughs> okay. mint is like professional. It's when you just had a cup of coffee at work and you need to get your breath in, you know, get your breath right. That's when you get like the dentine ice, the black one. The hard cube. The straight yeah, up. Yeah, just dentine ice. Yeah, Good just
0: stuff. Just blast your mouth into another universe. Yep.
1: But if you want to have fun it if you're playing like beer league softball or something green apple big league chew i don't even know if this exists anymore Ooh. but that used to be my favorite gum ever green apple big league chew
0: i did the great big league chew big league chew real fun I, like big league chew is one of those things where like when you get older like for me now thinking about big league chew it's like it's a little bit upsetting in the sense that like the whole design of big league chew was like you know how kids want to be like athletes and how athletes all chew tobacco, which is awful. Let's well, make them think they're doing it. Like it just, it's a little weird that way, but it's really good. Uh, and so it's, it's, I love Big League Chew.
1: Fun fact, you can still get it at Party City. Apparently it looks like one of the only stores that still carries it.
0: That's like, oddly enough, it's like where I've always gotten it. Like when I was a kid, like, like party favors for your birthday party. I'd be like, mom, Big League Chew. And Mrs. League Lady 6 would be like, again? And I'd be like, you betcha. My, that's not my favorite gum, though. My favorite gum, end-to-end, my favorite gum. Oh, this is really tough, actually. I'd probably say winter fresh, which is really boring, but I think that's my number one. Yeah, no further details. That's, that's all I got. Uh, Tactic,
2: are you going with Squishy Cubes? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not backing off on Squishy Cubes.
0: Squishy Cubes are good. I just, I felt like a change of pace. I do the Mentos gum sometimes because I love, Mentos are like top five candy for me. And some people say they're mints and those people are wrong i eat an entire roll in about 10 minutes maybe it's not healthy but i'm um, who i am what's your favorite gum leave us a <laughs> hit us up on twitter What's what's shout out the twiddle hand twiddle handles that's a new one twiddle twiddle let's shout out our twiddle handles early today uh at ow at 6 is me at ow nerd is nerd Bomber, of course at ow is Tectic, and our main show account at online warriors one we want to know what's your favorite gum also what's your least favorite gum what the heck how do you feel about big league chew for, for whatever reason i'm feeling that's going to be divisive uh we have a big show today we have a big league show today how about that uh we're going to be the talking way, juicy about it's
2: going to be the least favorite disintegrates
0: okay i almost picked juicy fruit you don't like juicy fruit disintegrates juicy
1: no it doesn't disintegrate it gets gum. hard and flavorless so then that's you're just fruit. left there chewing like this weird hard piece of white rubber in your mouth it's gross
0: the the shelf life and by shelf life i mean mouth life of juicy fruit is pretty small but it's really good also don't sleep on like double bubble like classic bubble gum totally different thing in a way but pretty good uh we're gonna be talking about a mysterious underwater discovery today that's my tease uh we're gonna be talking about indie world showcase totally different thing video games a lot of switch games for indie developers Uh, we got a showcase last week about 25 ish minutes of trailers we can go through and then we're going to be revisiting a topic that we've already talked about on the show. There is some news recently about Gotham Knights, which is purportedly, I think, I mean, it's the next Batman universe game that, that we're anticipating. And uh, why don't we start with that one, actually? So the big news here, the headline, so to speak, they went ahead and canceled the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Gotham Knights. So I, this is interesting in, in, a number of, in a number of ways. First of all, is this the beginning of something It is. tactic was the one who wanted to talk about this. I have a feeling that's where he's going with it, but I don't, I also don't want to presuppose what you're going to talk about tactic. I'm mostly surprised about the fact that this announcement is coming at a point that I imagine is pretty late in the development cycle of this game. Like why, when you've been developing a game for multiple years, do you suddenly decide let's, let's take what should be the easier ones to develop and uh, just, just throw them away. Do we have any insight on that? None of us are game developers, but I'm just curious if you guys have any theories there. Well, so
2: typically when you're developing a game, they're not developing it on a console. They're developing it on a much more powerful system. And then they condense it down to, to operate on the console, given the, the operating system's capabilities. And so why I think this is a promising outlook for those who actually have a new, new Xbox or a new PlayStation is that it's telling us that they really gave us the entire kitchen sink in this game and they probably just don't want to cut out any performance to be able to fit it into the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. And that's why this is, I think this is something exciting and worth talking about.
1: I wonder too if it might also have to do with, you know, development time and the launch window because I feel like we're still seeing games get delayed. I remember seeing Starfield and... Red Dead? The other Bethesda Vampire game, whose name I can't remember, but there was a red in it.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know what you're thinking of, but I can't think of it either.
1: Yeah, so I, those just got delayed. And I think maybe they're like looking at the time it takes. Because for every different console version, you always see when a game comes out, there's different bugs depending on the system that you're playing on. Because like Technic said, like there's just different architecture for every every sort of system so you're never going to be able to catch them all and there's a lot of QA and development debug time in there for every different iteration of the game that you're making and I wonder if they're just looking at it and being like you know a lot more people now have next-gen consoles it's not worth potentially delaying this game so that we can get it on both let's just scrap it make up the time and just focus on you know the next-gen version of this
0: I also wonder like does it come down to profit margins in the sense that, like the PS five PS five games, brand new PS five games sell for seventy bucks, right? PS four games sell for sixty bucks. You know, I certainly don't think that those ten dollars go directly into developers' pockets. But I guess what is what happens there. Well,
2: also, what's the quantity being sold at this point of the PS fours versus the PS five games? I mean, as Nerd Bomber said, right. it's kind of late for this whole announcement because they've now been out for quite some time and so are people really even buying you know that many games at those console levels
1: and that said there's a whole nother kind of side to this as well and we saw this with horizon forbidden west when now that you have all of this backward forward compatibility whether it's smart delivery on the xbox or whatever playstation does but i know a lot of playstation games now like horizon forbidden west If you get the PS4 version, it works on the PS5 version. So, of course, what did I do? I did not buy the PS5 version. It was $10 cheaper to buy the PS4 version. Like, my access to the PS5 upgrade was free. It was baked in. Why would I spend the extra $10? So I wonder if they're looking at stuff like that, too, and being like, it's not worth it for us to do this. Because everyone's just going to buy the cheaper version of the game. And we can make a little bit more money if we just don't do that.
2: And this game is Hype City.
0: Right. And it's also, you know, prolonged support like that of like if there's any online aspect of Gotham Knights, any sort of community, they don't want to have to worry about, you know, maintaining that in multiple places, one of which is starting to die off. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know how long the PS4 has been out. And like, this is a unique situation in the sense that, yeah, they're trying to like phase in the new consoles and probably start to phase out the old ones. But PS5s and Xbox... 1Xs are probably still, I think they're still like pretty hard to get, right? Like, I think that's currently the world we're living in. They're still very hard to get. Yeah, I think so, so like, you know, it, it's it's a tricky situation because you don't want to leave gamers who are resistant to that change behind, especially in the financial sense. But, you know, how much longer, you know, as, as a discussion point, how much longer do you guys think the PS4 is going to be, I, I don't know if supported is the right word, but like, how much longer do you think we're going to see games that are coming out for it? You know, I, I would think still a few years longer, but i don't i'm I'm trying to think back to like when the three sixty got phased out. It's
2: got another four years that tracks with the okay. current console timeline when they've officially phased out and then the new ones start to get the slim version and all that jazz and then the playstation five
0: point five no five g playstation five g is gonna have five g connectivity yeah. I know what you're up to Sony
1: well, I just I'm remember you when like you said the 360 and the ps3 kind of took over from the ps2 and that was that was the original xbox like there were some games like your double-a games were more apt to get previous generation support and i know like the sports games typically got previous gen support for a little bit longer but like your massive you know generation defining performances like we've seen in the last few years they do they've gone back and they've made it compatible with the old machines i feel like we didn't see that like your your sales drivers like your spider-man miles morales like that wasn't on both consoles if it was coming out in the 360 ps3 era you know what i mean and i think like sure that those old consoles got support for a while and even with uh even with the xbox one and ps4 i'm thinking back and like the only games that i remember the 360 still getting support for were like the weirdest games like I'm trying to remember, but there were like, you know, like the... I want to say Cooking Mama, but that's a Wii specific. But games like Cooking Mama, like they would randomly get a 360 release and you'd be like, why? (laughs) Like, who is buying this? Probably Cookie Daddy. But, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's,
0: you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I have a feeling they might try and cut that four years down. I don't know at this point. it's, It's interesting, too, to think about, like, with how you know sony and and microsoft they're pr- trying to cultivate their own studios you know playstation studios and and xbox bringing in bethesda and all this stuff how do they view it how do they the console viewers you know see this are they going to put their own dev resources towards games that come out on both the xbox one x and the xbox one i would guess probably not because if they just you know show off, show off new flashy games with high brow ip and say these are coming to the Xbox One X and not the Xbox One. They're motivating people to buy their new console, which is where they make. Well, that's actually not where they make money. I think isn't it still true where like companies like that they lose money per console? I think is still yeah. I th- think the, the, the console
1: is kind of like the lost leader to get you on the service. I think where they make the most money is actually like their subscription services, like your Xbox Live right. and PS Plus. Although now those are morphing, so I'm not sure if that still holds true. But I think like that was originally where they made the most money.
0: I would just I would assume at this point it's probably in Sony and Microsoft's best, best interests to to continue getting people flocking to their new console and away from their old one. So you know with more with with these companies buying into their own studios, you're going to see more and more of that acceleration. I think and I think I I would say two years. That, that that's aggressive, but I would say two years from now they're going to be really. Really moving away from the previous generation, but uh, Gotham Knights—if you were excited for it and you had a previous-gen console—sucks. I don't know. That's that's a huge bummer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Um, if you're mad, take it up with them. It's not our fault. We're just we're just the messengers. Let's uh, let's talk about Atlantis. Not the movie, but boy, what a movie!
1: The movie was uh, great. Remember that movie? I love that movie. It was so underrated.
0: I've seen about a million times. One of those like Facebook those pictures that go viral someone like took the entire cast like animated cast of atlantis and was like assigned actual actors to them and uh it's pretty amusing it's also very dated right now i know this is kind of like like, a
1: a offshoot but like i am surprised that we haven't seen some kind of like revamp whether it is a live action atlantis or even just like somehow them trying to like bring that property back to life
0: it'd be great because there's a there's a void right now There is a national treasure shaped void in movies. And I thought they were going to make another national treasure. And then they were like, no, we're making it a show. And that's, that made me sad.
1: Well, back in like that, that that nineties period, there was a whole, even like subsect of animated movies that were more like adventure based because you had Atlantis and all of the sequels Treasure Planet, Treasure Planet. And I know this isn't Disney, but there was like Titan A.E., which was a dope movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that was like one of my favorite movies as a kid
0: young illegal 86 was obsessed with titan ae i don't remember a single thing about it now but i remember it was a big deal to me back in the day same with treasure planet treasure planet i remember two things about one it was called treasure planet and two i believe the goo goo dolls wrote a song for it and i saw it on like the disney channel about a hundred times shout out to treasure planet you were it was pretty good they had those like rocket surfboards in that movie
1: i remember thinking that was the coolest. we're
0: getting off track but yeah Oh, it's a, it was the coolest thing. It probably still is. Guys, they found a yellow brick road. So some, some deep sea researchers were doing their thing. Okay. They're off the coast of Hawaii trying to avoid... What's that guy's name who's causing all kinds of trouble in Hawaii right now? <laughs> Sorry, that's... Uh, <laughs> Ezra okay, Miller. You know what I'm talking about, right? Ezra Miller. Uh, they were off the coast of Hawaii trying to avoid a run-in with Ezra Miller. And they found... And I'm looking at a picture of this. What looked like a yellow brick road. And uh, this article from the Daily Mail goes on to make a lot of Wizard of Oz references (laughs) and also mention the idea that this could be some vestige of a lost city of Atlantis. So I just want us to put our thinking caps on right now, or rather our imagination caps. We We can speculate about what this is, certainly, but I think it's more fun to think about, what if they actually found Atlantis? What if tomorrow they were like yeah we found a
1: city down here would you go
0: and and also like there's pe- there's people there. i think there's a lot of textual
2: evidence of atlantis like it doesn't need to be this I, I think what it is has been bastardized by media and such i think it's just a city of that people a civilization was i don't think it's this phantasmal place and, and so it's i don't think anything's going to be oh my god atlantis it's just going to be like oh
0: cool here's the city my first thought would be OK, so if there's a city underground at one point or sorry, a city underwater at one point, it was probably above water. And my first thought would be like, man, is global warming like like are we are all the cities going to be Atlantis one day? That's a very dark thought. But like my first thought would be what, what did this used to be? Because it probably was it probably wasn't always an underwater city. Because, yeah, you do hear like I, I think there are like ancient texts or like various texts that like talked about like an underwater city. For all we know, they were like oh yeah, that city's underwater now. So it's kind of funny to call it an underwater city. Like it wasn't originally an underwater city, right? It was probably a regular city that, you know, I don't know, some like some tectonic plate shifted and then a bunch of water went somewhere where it wasn't previously. It could be as simple as that. I just think it's fascinating to look at this underwater. I mean, I don't want to call it a pile of bricks, but it it looks like a road. Like it, it does look like a carefully constructed surface that wouldn't just fall there i don't think it would just like it wouldn't fall there and form that way specifically
1: okay hear me out theory yeah what if luca the disney movie is based on a real did not see it well i mean you know the gist though right how they're like underwater mermaid mermaid things and then when they get on land like they have feet instead of tails so they can kind of like morph back and forth between being on dry land and in the water like, what if there is a whole society of, I, I don't even know what I would call them. I mean, I guess mermaids. What if there's a whole society of mermaids that just like take this road and pop up to the human world for a bit and they're like, okay, this is chill. And they have like a, you know, the Amish have like a Rum Springa sort of deal. Like, maybe there's like a Mermaid Rum Springa. They take this road.
2: Mermaid Rum Springa.
1: <laughs> then they can choose like whether they want to stick around or if they want to go back. And it's the road to Mermaid Rum Springa.
0: I also think it's very interesting. So, so this article also, it's from the Daily Mail. It, it also has an artist's impression of the lost city of Atlantis. Is there a reason, because uh, there may be like a legitimate reason for it. Is there a reason that everyone thinks of Atlantis as being Greek or Roman, like inspired?
1: I feel like there has to because be. it Because
0: it, 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 it's probably because of like Poseidon or something. But like this movie looks like they took a skyline of Athens and just put it underwater. And we're like, yeah, this is an artist impression of what Atlantis would be like. It's like, what in the world is that based on?
1: Okay. So I can actually tell you, this is live Googling action right here. So Atlantis, the Island of Atlas is a fictional Island mentioned in an allegory on the hubris of nations in Plato's Timaeus and Critias. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but it represents the antagonistic naval power that besieges ancient Athens.
0: Oh, so they're just mad that people, like, challenged them with naval military power and they wrote an allegory about it? Pretty much, yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Yep. So, in other words... And
1: then, it supposedly, Atlantis is, is, in, in this story, it falls out of favor with the gods and then submerges into the Atlantic Ocean.
0: Mm. Well, looking at this article more, it seems more like this was on a mountain range at one point. Like, they show a map here, and I'm going to try and pronounce this name, and it's not going to go very well. The Villu Kalani Ridge, so it's on, a, it's on an underwater ridge that, like I said, may at some point have been above water. That be that would be my number one guess is there was a road here and there might have been a city here, and then the water rose. Maybe like like what about the Ice Age? What happened there? I like I just uh, you know I think there's some explanation like that, but I wonder, in the meantime, wow! Look, it looks like a road underwater.
1: You have to wonder, like with the tectonic plates moving, how many potential cities and even like a village you know like it may have been like a small village on the tip of a continent that existed at one point in time like how many there's there's probably
0: cities underground yeah right
1: well i mean even think back to like and for a while i was like an egypt history nerd but especially if you go into like egypt or like the the mesopotamia area where like ancient mesopotamia was there are still the
0: fertile crescent
1: yeah they like they right. do find civilizations underground or buried and they're like very well preserved. And like something just happened where the earth buried them.
2: I just, I'm curious just about what the coloration of the yellow comes from. That's the thing that I find most fascinating because you get years something and years kind of, ero- of erosion and things like that. So was the rock base a, like a, a sulfur based rock Or was it actually painted and somehow the paint just didn't erode away? That's the thing that I think is going to be the most telling about the civilization and how they uh, mapped and, and provided culture and artistry to their structures.
0: Now, I think, Tactic, you were the one who said at the beginning of this topic, would you live there? For me, first of all, and this is assuming that there's a way to functionally live in an underwater city. Like I don't know. Think Rapture from Bio. I was just gonna say, do I think
2: BioShock is cool? Was my re- gonna be my rebuttal? Uh,
0: n- n- no, definitely not for me. I mean, it's just like like even if like okay, when I was a kid, and I would like you know I would go to go to the swimming pool, and I would like I would dive under the water. I'd dive down to the bottom. I'd be doing flips and crap. And now at my ripe old age of whatever, when I go in water and if I if I go under. If I get down like, I don't know, three, four feet, my ears start to hurt, man.
2: If you could have, if you could be genetically modified to be an aquatic person to where it physically doesn't discomfort you, would you live there?
0: No. Still no. You know why? The absence of light? Uh, The absence of light is a good one, actually. I didn't think of that. I was just thinking like, like peeing. That's the best part. Are you kidding?
1: Just pee in the water?
0: No, it's not, man it's terrible because then where's your pee it's everywhere you're in it yeah it's warm You get moments of warmth Mm i just i i can't get on board with that and also i just like i don't know the nice thing about being on dry land is that we can go into water and we get wet and then we get out and we're not wet
1: think about how in this situation
0: you just be wet all the time yeah that did too you'd be wet all the time it'll always be dark the only thing that would be cool about it is you could say you live there. That would be it.
2: Yeah, but like I said, your no, pupils would dilate. That. You'd have incredibly large pupils to adjust for the limited light intake. You'd have gills. You would swim at crazy. You'd probably,
0: I mean, if I can genetically, genetically modify myself to that extent, I'd probably use that technology for something different. Which I know is kind of like metagaming the question, but uh, it'd be cool to have like web appendages. That'd be that'd be pretty cool you might just develop those naturally if you were there for, down there for long enough
1: yeah i'm sure after like the second or third generation you'd start like because we already kind of do have a little bit of webbing between our fingers and toes and i'm sure that would just expand
2: i mean there's a i forget yeah. where it is, but there's a group of people that like they've developed lungs lung capacities significantly better because their largest food staple is underwater and they they dive in and they spear fish and
0: yeah, well, then there's like the, the Polynesian, like pearl divers, right? I- I'm not making that up. That sounds made up, but it's it's real. And they like have to dive down there to get the pearls and they just free dive and they're holding their breath for like three minutes down there. How long do you think you can hold your breath?
2: I've timed this. I can do two minutes. Sh- my average is a minute, oh, 20 geez. seconds. If it's like if I'm feeling frisky, I've gotten as high as two.
1: I get very worried because he's always like, time me. And I'm like, okay, this is too long. You need to come <laughs> off now. Like we'll be in the pool and I'm I like, I don't want all of our neighbors to watch you drown. Come on, get out of there.
0: I almost certainly, I, I, I'm sure I have timed myself, but not recently. I'd probably optimistically give myself 45 seconds. The key is
2: to, to <laughs> pre-destroy your brain cells.
0: <laughs> Kids, don't don't try this at home. Don't try anything we say here at home, unless we explicitly say to do it. And right now I'm explicitly saying not to. Would you live in Atlantis? at online warriors one is our main show account. Let us know if if that would be a a fun time for you, if it would make your ears hurt like like me. We're going to stop to take a short break now before we come back to talk about Indie World. But before we do that, Mr. Stephen Keller is going to be joining us here on the show quite soon. And that is one of the perks he gets as a result of his support at the night level on our Patreon. Stephen is a patreon producer of the show he gets input into the weekly game segment that tactic will be hosting later he of course also gets access to our monthly secret segment and vlog and he gets his producer shout out Uh, he is a knight at our square table Uh, we bow before him swords touching shoulders all that stuff you know knight stuff uh, there's also a squire level of patreon support which gets you access to our monthly secret segments and vlogs and there is a page level which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and for more of the details on any and all of those levels the support you can head over to patreon.com online warriors podcast go say hi to us say hi to steven and uh consider giving back to the show so that's again patreon.com online warriors podcast thanks to steven be right back to talk about indie world Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because we heard them advertised on other shows, and quite frankly, I wanted to see what all the hype was about. And let me tell you, the hype was real. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It's quick and easy for me to toss back in the morning as I'm getting ready for work. One scoop into a glass of water helps me wake up, even on tired mornings, and I know my gut and immune system will be prepped for the day. And I know what you're thinking, green drink, but athletic greens, green drink actually tastes really good. The best part is that I get all my supplements in for way cheaper than taking individual supplements themselves. It costs less than three bucks a day, so you're investing in your health for cheaper than a cup of coffee. It's also a trusted product. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five star reviews and comes recommended by professional athletes and leading health experts alike. And for every purchase, you're helping to feed kids. Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the US. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is Athletic greens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance thanks to athletic greens for helping to sponsor the show and now we'll get back to the episode okay we are back to talk about indie world so again 25 minute ish video kind of going through a bunch of different games showcasing them got some actual you know content that was kind of like interviewing developers sort of for developers kind of kind of showcasing their games which is really cool a couple of really really small studios here one that was just one guy which we're definitely going to talk about that one another thing i want to just kind of generally note that was cool about this before we dive into specific games i think and I, i think nintendo is the only company that does this consistently and they do consistently they will be like hey here's an event or like here's a trailer for this game do you want it here it is right now <laughs> like there there were multiple games they're like it's available later today and i was like i did not know that this game existed until two seconds ago and now i can play it that's that to me that's brilliant especially with like indie games like this like there was one game on here mini motorways it was available right now i was like i'm gonna go buy them. yeah i can't tell you how many yet, games I, I had the thought i can't tell you how
2: many games that i see in these various events across all different platforms And I'm really excited about them, but then I immediately forget about them if they're not available. This is a great foundation to get people not only introduced to, but playing these games that, you know, these people worked really hard on.
1: So you bought Mini Motorways?
0: I haven't yet, but I just, I just Googled it while you were talking. Like, I'm going to, and the other, the combination here is, is super potent. It's like, here it's available now, it's $15. It's like, what, what do I have to lose? I'm not losing time. I'm not losing money. I'm just enjoying life.
2: Oh no, like, like, that game th- th- looked like it you, would give me, me immense amount of anxiety. But uh, I, uh, I, I'm jumping ahead.
0: <laughs> but we, we, yeah, we we can well, we can each pick a few here and go through them. I want to give so so. I guess let's go around the, the table. Favorite reveal, uh, favorite game on this list.
2: See, that's not fair. It's it's perfectly fair. It's not fair because it's, it's, so I have a favorite game for each thing. There's a favorite co op game. There's a favorite solo game, and then there's a, there's a favorite overall game.
0: Okay, what's your favorite overall?
2: Cult of the Lamb.
0: Cult of the Lamb. Incidentally, we interviewed the creator of Cult of the Lamb. Not to toot our own horns, but we did do that. Yeah, that looked pretty enticing, certainly. Um, Nerbar.
1: So I also, just because, you know, we obviously talked to a developer of Cult of the Lamb, which you should go check out that interview, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So I'm a little predisposed to that, but... One of the things that I was most excited about, and there's kind of like three big ones, but I'll, I'll start with my first one since you asked me for my absolute like wow moment. I don't know exactly what grabbed me about it, but and it might have been the soundtrack off the bat, but Soundfall. That was the rhythm kind of like looter shooter top down sort of yeah. deal. And not only do I like rhythm games, But I do, I'm like addicted to looter shooters if it's the right format. Like I can't get into every single one, but like I found Borderlands to be very satisfying because of the looter shooter mechanic. And it's also local co-op and you know me and local co-op. So I was like, kid you not, I looked at Tactic and I was like, this would be really fun. Like a few drinks in, just like jive in with the music. And I was like, we should see when this comes out. And then they did the thing where it's like, it's available today. I was like, wow, this is great.
2: Yeah, that was my that was gonna be my Four. favorite co op game, and I really hope they have a song that's just boots and pants
0: and boots and pants and boots and pants. Did you uh, did you buy it, or were, are you are you did you like me where you were like we should buy it, and then you didn't?
1: Well, I said like we're going to buy it, but then we were prepping right before the show, so I did not buy it yet. But it's going to be probably this weekend. I will buy it
0: four-player co-op that I also like that's like it's one thing to have like two-player couch co-op four-player vocal multiplayer that's like that's i think like that's pretty rare these days i want to know more about soundfall in the sense of i think at one point they were yeah they said more than 140 songs and this is sad and the wrong attitude to have. but i was like i immediately was like that's not that many <laughs> That's my, that's my first thought. Like, the nice thing about this is they can continue to expand the library of songs probably pretty easily. And my guess is that is their plan.
2: So you're going to get it and you're going to play with us on on the screen?
0: I mean, sure. If it's if it's $15, like Mini Motorways. Mini Motorways is my first priority. And that wasn't even my favorite game, uh, but it's the one that's out currently. My f- overall favorite, by a pretty wide margin, I would say, uh, Elekhead. The only thing I don't like about Elec-Head was is the title. I don't like the title at all. But this looks like a game I'm going to play the crap out of, and probably get very frustrated by, and uh, continue coming back to it anyways. This comes out this summer. I don't know exactly when. They didn't say exactly when. It literally just said this summer. One person development team. Uh, they did it, did it for a school project, which like that's a cool story, right? Like, and that's that's the kind of things we're getting with this indie world showcase. Uh, I already mentioned mini mini motorways. I want to shout out best best title. Best title and premise. I don't know if it's going to be the best game. Uh, another crab's treasure from Agro Crab. First of that all, Agro Crab. I just love saying that. I was just looking for a- opportunities to say Agro Crab, and I'm saying it again now, and it's great. Agro Crab. Another crab's trash. is another crab's treasure. The whole premise being, you go around and use different different things as your shell to protect yourself when you're fighting uh, various ocean beings. Uh, I thought that was a very cool premise. So yeah, we can kind of go through some of the other games on the list here. Uh, I was also very into Wild Frost. Um, I'm currently going through a phase where I'm playing like board games and card games on the Switch. Um, and this is it's literally a deck builder, the tactical ro- roguelike deck builder. No one's mentioned my other favorite. Be pleasant. You, you we'll guys we We'll probably two. get
1: there. I do have to comment well, though, no, Wild I, but, Frost, like anytime they can put in a deck builder in a game, like the deck building mechanic, whether it's a board game or a video game, just grabs me man i don't know what it is about deck builders but i freaking love them
0: they're the best uh probably probably my favorite like board game mechanic overall so to see it going into a video game is, is is pretty pleasing one of the bigger ones i feel like that was that was it was touted right off the bat well not right off the bat in the video but it was it was touted by this article and i know it has some popularity already uh totally accurate battle simulator they really were playing up the wobbles the wobblies the wobblers the wobble just words with wobble in it I, i'm gonna say this looked really fun i think i would enjoy it for about an hour <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> like, the vibe yeah. I, I, I don't know too. i don't know what replayability this has but it has a fan base and it's very popular um and this was like a big this is a game that's out other places and it's coming to switch so that's, that's very exciting for people who are fans of it uh we talked about cult of the lamb obviously that looks amazing
1: ooblets i do have to comment on so Ublitz was the thing that like kicked off the the entire showcase and i thought for sure when i heard the music it was very reminiscent of animal crossing and then i'm watching this trailer and yeah like the graphics are different but a lot of the mechanics are the same and it looks like you're basically doing all of the things that you would do in animal crossing but then you collect pets and it felt a little like ripoffy so i was confused that Nintendo like had it its premium showcase kickoff spot.
2: It's like they took Animal Crossing and Pikmin and combined them.
1: But like I loved Animal Crossing and to be clear cuz I know illegal you kind of were the same as me like prior to playing Animal Crossing I was like I don't know how much enjoyment I will get out of this. But there is something very was... satisfying about it once you do play it. And so like I probably will get this nope. cuz it's basically a different version of animal crossing cozy gaming
0: I, I i slept through that trailer i was i was like if they're all gonna be like this i'm not gonna have a good time luckily most of them were not like that but it's just it's just not my kind of game it's as simple as that uh, another one i want to shout out in a negative way the only other one i want to shout out in a negative way uh, we are ofk i don't know what it is I don't know what it is. They didn't tell me what it is. They don't want me to know what it is. It seems like I was like, what is this?
1: We've seen Uh, this trailer several times. I feel like we saw this at E3 last year or maybe not E3, like maybe it was like Summer Games Fest or something.
0: Summer summer gaming. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I remember thinking even then, I'm not 100% sure what this is because I think they did like, they call it like a episodic sort of like biopic and they almost allude to the fact that like, there was AI at one point, but now it seems like it's fully voice acted. I don't really understand what's happening here. Like, I need more than what they're giving me to get what's going on.
0: How about the game with uh, Avril Levine in it? Do you guys catch that?
1: No, I didn't catch
0: Batora that. Lost Hab- Batora, Lost Haven. Lost Haven. All right, now you uh, guys are just messing main- around with me.
1: Wait, hold on. Avril the main character is-, is,
0: named, is... Well, the main character is named Avril. I was oh, thinking Avril
1: Okay. You had me not, for a second. Not actually
0: like, Avril Lavigne. I was
1: like, how did I miss this? I feel like this would have been such a big deal if Avril Levine was in this. I mean, Avril Levine is back saw... for what it's worth. New album.
0: She, she She's very right back. I just saw the name Avril. My first thought was Avril Lavigne. But Toro and Wasthaven looked pretty good. For, it's unfortunate that that was my main takeaway from that game, but it, it, it was. Uh, we are messing with Tactic. Tactic, why don't you go ahead and, and spill the beans here. We're, we're waiting with bated breath.
2: So one of my favorite things with video games is just chill puzzle games. And Elect Head had, had that vibe for
0: me.
1: We it's talked a- about that.
0: I, I already talked about it. What did you say? You don't listen. You didn't listen to me, man.
1: I bet he was uh, sitting uh, there was thinking, my, that, I can't wait to talk about I was so excited to the point to talk where, like, about he it, where I even wasn't listening. <laughs> even listening.
2: I was like, just let me talk about
0: it. Electhead was my overall favorite. Oh, good. It was my uh, overall uh, uh, favorite. Uh, it looks very inventive. It looks very simple, very pleasing, while at the same time, probably manages I to I thought you were going to like Gumbrella. Gumbrella, you know, I I I, can't, I understand why you would feel that way. But I kind of like it just looks kind of weird to me. That's, that's it looked a little it, bit too it, frenetic. Like it was trying
2: like, to be a really shitty m- Metroid, and I was like, "Eh, I'm not here for that."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, what if we were like? I bet there's parts of that game. When I was watching that, I was like, "I bet there's parts of this that are really difficult." It called this, it gritty side-scrolling combat. To me, says we're going to be really annoying, like Metroid Dread was, but without any of the good things about it. Um, yeah, and again, I don't that, want be unfair, like unfair that. to this game. It it this game cr- clearly has a sense of fun about it. Gumbrella does, but. I don't know if that one is going to be for me. Uh, Certainly more for me than Oobleck or whatever. What's that? Ooblets? I wasn't about that.
2: Yeah, that was that was such a non-Newtonian fluid, if you ask me. Silt is.
0: Uh, (laughs) I got the joke. Oobleck is the thing from Dr. Seuss originally, but yeah, it's also the thing you can make with like a bunch of cornstarch when you're in school. Silt looked like. You remember those games, Inside and Limbo? Both both great games, by the way.
1: It gave me that vibe.
0: It reminded me of that, and I, I'm I'm definitely into that. That launch is next month.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're pretty
0: much rounding it out. You know, one thing that this showcase did that frustrated me was at the end, they were like, aren't you having a good time with these fun indie games? Here's like six in 10 seconds that you're going to want to know more about, but we're not we're not going to yeah i wish they just had
2: showed them because it wasn't like it wasn't this huge like they made it seem like it was going to be a run through of all these different games really fast but it was no it was a very biteable amount that that just could have given them their their debut
1: yeah like i wish i would have seen more of gibbon beyond the trees because like
0: gibbon i like monkeys Gibbon looks amazing yeah the like there's like 20 seconds that we saw i was like this game probably rules
1: feel like they could have given me at least a minute of that.
0: Well, and that also has launched. So I, I should be like looking these up as we go. Like I bet Gibbon is like pretty cheap. Gibbon Beyond the Trees is the full title, by the way. It's $10 right now. It's on sale right now as we live and breathe for 33% off. There's a game that called Card Shark that looks interesting that is not out yet, but it has a demo that debuted again on the date of this showcase. Curse to Golf like curse to golf the thing about curse to golf that kind of got me going was you know even now as as a presumably an adult you know those like flash games of like mini golf like you just go and play mini golf i want to do that sometimes and what better way to do that than on the switch playing actual golf that like has a little fun twist to it i thought that was interesting so just yeah there's there's a lot of great games some of which we only got really very brief tastes of but yeah we are ofk i don't understand what you are that's like uh, not so leave us on that note definitely they but, uh, are oop,
1: they are no f k
0: they uh, that's, uh, <laughs> <I> said that
1: <laughs>
0: we want to know what your favorite game was from the indie world showcase uh, hit us up at o w w eighty six at o w at o w our main show account at online warriors one. That's the third time I've shouted out our Twitter handles today. If we don't see some increased Twitter activity as a result of this, I don't know what we're going to do. But we'll, we'll be okay. Let's move to what are you up to Wednesday? Let's talk about what we have all been up to. And let's start with Nerd Bomber. Nerd Bomber, what have you been up to?
1: So, first of all, we saw your pretty face this weekend. Hey,
2: I was going to say that. I organized the
0: plans.
1: Oh, sorry. Okay, I'll leave we, it at
0: that. We, we did... Uh, yeah we did meet it was it was fantastic no no it's 10 out of 10 uh nerd bomber and tactics house for those that do not know is a one-stop campfire shop and uh i don't know if you guys want to say what that means you can but you can just roll into it it's fine nerd bomber
1: I mean, we have everything. We have the wood. We have the beverages. We have the snacks. We have the snacks laid out in goodie bags in your seat before you get there because we also have the chairs and we have the tables. And we have the sticks you can roast your hot dog and your marshmallow. And then we're apparently on different pages about what you do with said hot dog and marshmallow after you roast them. But even if we are we still got the buns, we still got the mustard yeah, and we thought this
2: activities. Just eat the hot dog and the marshmallow right off the stick.
0: They're anti-bun.
2: Illegal yeah, and They're anti-bun. is very much put it in the bun, mustard it and with the marshmallow it's got to be put in a s'more, which we we have all these set equipment, but there's just something about eating a hot dog straight off a fire and same with the marshmallow that's just it's less work and it just it slaps.
0: I don't do half measures. Give me all the accoutrements. That's that's my that's my take. We can sort this out uh, on Twitter if we have to. But uh, no, this is this. It was it was a friendly gathering. All approaches were welcome and and a, you know accommodated by the one stop campfire shop. So
2: yeah, ten out of ten good times. And we learned something very interesting about illegal. His arthritis uh, can actually sense the rain, like within within a two minute yeah. window. He abruptly said, "Guys, I have to go." And then left, and then not not. You minutes don't know later, it started pouring.
0: You don't know that I did not summon the rain. I th- yeah, I think it's something that's with all, your that's all I'm gonna Atlantis.
2: Say. If I'm being honest,
0: right? Yeah, done done. Sorry, i sorry, I made it rain on you guys. Not intentional, as much as I just alluded to it being. Intentional. I like to
2: think you prevented the rain, like you held it out as long as you could until you were physically weakened, and then it came down once you left.
0: Yeah. Let's go with that. That
1: sounds You're right. That does sound better. And so aside from that, uh, we also saw a lunar eclipse, keeping with the outdoorsy theme of things. So total lunar eclipse. They're actually apparently, according to Neil deGrasse Tyson, not that rare, but it happened last night and we saw it and it was red and very dark because ironically, as we should have known, when there's a total eclipse you don't see the reflection of the sun on the moon. So it's just dark. And it was kind of hard to see, not going to lie. But it was still neat. Cool thing to witness. And then I've just been scooting along in my reading.
0: You know what I saw last night? What? Uh, the back of my eyelids. I did not watch the lunar eclipse. That no? Was what I was getting at. Didn't watch it. Boo. No, didn't. I was like, I, I at one point, I was getting ready to go to bed. And I looked outside. And it was like, I think the moon was like partially obscured. And I was like... When wow I just, <laughs> I just i just went to bed <laughs> which yeah it's, it's a little sad now that i say it it's not i don't know why i'm proud of it but what have you been reading
1: so i finished the giver of stars which was a very good book that was the book about the packhorse librarians in the mountains of kentucky so that was Quite a good read. As I mentioned last week, that was by Jojo Moyes, who wrote Me Before You, which was kind of a depressing, like, romance series of books. And that turned into a movie with Sam Claflin and The Mother of Dragons. Amelia Clark. Thank you. And Amelia Clark. Amelia
0: Clark. And The Mother of Dragons. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong.
1: But So I was expecting, and I I had the book on my Kindle for a while because it had gotten like rave reviews, but I was like, this is just going to be like a kind of depressing romance, but it was actually a really good historical fiction. And then I finished that and I've gone right into kind of a little bit more of the historical fiction vibe, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which I've heard amazing things about. And I love the author of, she's written a bunch of like fantasy series. And this is more of like a, an adult mainstream. I mean, I guess it's so fantastical because the, the concept is that, you know, it's the main character lives forever, but nobody can remember who she is and like how she navigates life. And so far, I'm about 20 percent in and I'm really liking it. There's a good mix of like the time jump between, you know historical 1700s France where she first originated from and like then she's in New York City in like 2014 so very interesting like bounce back and forth in terms of like the time periods and I don't know where it's gonna go yet but so far it's so good and that is that is my up to
0: that's her up to folks I'll go next I'll 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 break you guys up not literally just like I'll be in between you guys saw Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness my Uh, Well, yeah, we talked about this when I saw you guys over the weekend, so you know what my review is. Out of 10, I believe I gave it a six when you asked me. And uh, upon more reflection, having more time to kind of meditate on it, I agree with that. I think that was the correct... It's just like, you know, Marvel might be over. Like, I I, I think it's headed there. That is the hot take. It's weird because I... I said I said that Spider-Man No Way Home was amazing, and it was, but that now, has, I'm convinced now that that was a one-off because of the specific situation that was created by that movie and the confluence of things that made it so great. I don't think that on their current path, they can do that again.
2: It'll just feel like everything's trying to measure up to it and just fall short?
0: Sort of. Um, I, I don't know that I would say Multiverse of Madness was trying to measure up to it, but Multiverse of Madness was so. The two movies I was inclined to compare it to were Spider-Man: No Way Home and the first Doctor Strange. And boy, were both of those movies a lot better than this one. That's like, I think Benedict Cumberbatch does not want to be there, Like which is like, which is upsetting because he's a great actor. I really liked him in the first one. I liked him in the Avengers movies he's been in. I liked him in Spider-Man: No Way Home. It just it seems like he's kind of over it, and I just. The other thing I will say is that, you know, and, and it's it's not the fault of this movie in particular. This movie in particular did do some interesting things. Sam Raimi, who directed the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies and, and also Evil Dead, he was able to put his twist on it and he was able to do some interesting things camera wise. And, and, you know, he definitely left his mark and it had his fingerprints all over it, which I think is a good thing. But Marvel movies as a whole are in this rut right now where because of all the shows they have because of all the other properties they have that you need to know about they need to do so many things at once a line in the script has to be loaded down with exposition so much that it can barely move and if you didn't like if you didn't see WandaVision for example this movie needed a way to tell you what happened in WandaVision in a single line of dialogue there's no good way to do that. And like, I I don't think that's the fault of this movie in particular. It's just, that's the system that's being created by the MCU and it is going to topple over that. I, I will make that prediction right now. I think that's going to happen. I think if anything, it's already started happening. So stay tuned on that. In other news, the only, the only other thing I have to update you on is I started watching a show that I watched. I started watching, I think in like 2018, 2019, pre-pandemic i got three episodes in and i stopped and now i'm starting again because I, I feel like it deserves another chance and i heard it was ending which is a weird reason to start a show but whatever uh jack ryan on amazon prime i picked that back up uh john krasinski of course playing jack ryan
1: i know a few weeks it's ago you said that you thought he was kind of mediocre has your opinion changed the more that you've watched it
0: he's good in this role he, he he's good in this role he the role makes sense for him, especially the way it's been written and the way that he is playing it. I don't know that I buy him like <sighs> the, the thing about this interesting about Jack Ryan is he is the character is both the smartest guy ever and also like he's like he's holding a gun a lot and like part of me is like just pick one and also like pick the smart guy angle because that's way more interesting to me. Uh, I was trying to do both, which I don't love, but it's it's executing it fairly well. And he's executing it fairly well, so I can't really knock it for that. I'm already farther than I've got before. I think I'm four episodes in, so it's it's suiting me better right now. I don't know what that says about me or about the show, but that's uh, that's where I'm at with it. So we'll continue to update as I continue to watch. With that, I will swing it over to my guy Tectic to give us his update and uh, guide us into QuizTown.
2: So, in addition Tectic. to hanging with friends, this was also a very productive weekend. We did all sorts of landscaping, put out solar lights because we guys we love solar lights. They're very low maintenance. There's not a lot of like install time, and they're just they're just they're just so nice. And I repaired some shingles on my shed, which illegal saw was going to bother me, and he knew that I needed to jump on it right away. And uh, lastly, the one of the fun things is we want to a wine bar. Which was neat for me because I've never been to a wine bar. Well, I have been to a wine bar, but I've never been to an outside wine bar, which was neat. And so it was nice to, again, see friends and hang out outside and
0: enjoy the weather. So that's all I really got. It's a, yeah, save for the summer, you know? Yeah. It's It's getting savory up in here.
2: So with that and talking about beverages, we got ourselves a quiz with the theme being Dr. Pepper. So
0: love Dr. Pepper. I am immediately confident. I didn't know about the topic until this very moment. Big Dr. Pepper fan.
2: So we'll start with illegal if he's super confident. When was Dr. Pepper first sold?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with
1: 1895. Uh, It feels like it's been around longer than that, but maybe not. I'm going to I'm going to be safe. I'm going to say 1600 and give myself a wide window.
2: This is a really sad one. Because you're, it's on the can, okay? No. And illegal is envisioning it. He's literally envisioning it, but he's off by one of the numbers. It's eighteen eighty-five, and so Nerd Bomber takes this one.
1: Is it really on the can?
0: I have nothing to. I have nothing to say. Quizzes are dumb. Let's <laughs> let let's let's continue. <laughs> this is going to
2: infuriate you. How many peppers are in? Uh, how many flavors are in Dr Pepper?
1: <laughs> how many peppers are in a can of Dr Pepper? Um, gosh, this is on the can too, isn't it? Oh boy,
0: this is on the can. I feel like so. I will. I, I. I. There's. There's no way. There's no reason for me not to tell you. I know what the answer is. So unless you get it exactly right, I'm gonna get this point.
1: I think it's thirty-two.
0: Yeah, you flipped him. It's twenty-three.
1: <laughs> Darn it! Are you kidding me?
0: <sighs> that was. That was a. That was like.
2: I. I'm shocked. It was really like whoever got this one, man, he was so... Con- there's a re- The reason why I ordered the questions the way I ordered them was you came off so confident because this was going to be my first question. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to give him this one. And man, it is 23. It is 23. Right? All right. Yeah. So we're all tied up. Peace. Next question. In 2020, the most ever 192 ounce cases of Dr. Pepper were sold.
0: How many cases? In 2020, the so pandemic year, people were inside drinking Dr pepper. <laughs> Apparently. How many k ca- 192 ounce cases were sold, how many were, were sold worldwide? Yes. it's a lot. 23 million. 1 million for each flavor.
1: I, I think that's too low. I'm just thinking about like, thinking about like a pallet of pop and like how many pallets when I used to work in retail we would go through, and it was a lot. I'm gonna say two hundred and thirty million. I'm gonna add a zero to yours.
2: So the answer is five hundred and ninety-six million. That's a lot. That's a lot. Credit where
0: credit is due. All right. So this one's a little bit. I thought you went too high, and you clearly didn't. So I'm chagrined.
2: Uh, okay. Let's let's continue. So this one's a little confusing. So just keep up with me, folks. So due to distribution issues. The drink is sometimes bottled under contract by Coca-Cola or Pepsi. What percent is bottled by Coca-Cola?
1: I feel like Dr. Pepper is primarily Pepsi. Because every time I Instacart and there's like a deal, I believe Dr. Pepper is lumped in with Pepsi. And you said, what percent is Coca-Cola? I'm going to give it the old third. No, I'm going to say 23% just gonna ride that 23
0: mm. okay this is easy for me at 24 both because i have the plus one because i think it's way more than you said okay so
2: it's actually close to a one-third 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 between dr pepper themselves their own distributors and coca-cola with coca-cola being at 30 percent. so we're
0: all tied up Sweet. with one question to
2: go
1: and i still have my plus one and so remember i has it. the
0: plus one so i have to i have to get it exactly right how many you can ask me how many flavors again well this this, this
2: answer is also on the container. Oh jeez, doesn't help me.
0: How many calories in a 12 ounce of Dr. Pepper? Ooh oh man i should I should know this actually. This feels like something that I should know.: hundred
1: and eighty five Ah uh,
0: I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, did I go too high? Yeah to force a tie.:
1: I'm trying to visualize I literally just had a Dr. Pepper the other day trying to visualize what's on the freaking can 186 i cringe
2: we're all tied up folks we're going into overtime yeah but what was was the answer 150
0: Oof. okay so i was pretty close okay overtime so text in answers yes
1: i should have gone with one i was i was on the verge i was like i feel like that's too high
0: that's that's tough though that you you were in a tough spot i put you in a tough spot
2: all right i've got my question
0: i'm ready For an answer.
2: Bad Boy South drank a twelve-ounce can of Dr Pepper in record time. How fast did he drink it?
0: Bad Boy South. Yeah.
2: (laughs) This is Soda (laughs) World
0: Records. It it doesn't matter who he is. Uh, Okay, how fast did he do it? My answer is in.
2: Illegal takes this one. The answer was five point three eight seconds. Nerd Bomber guessed one second. Illegal had guessed 2.7 seconds.
1: Boo.
0: Wow. We both thought he drank that thing real fa- real fast. I just thought he drank it a little faster. Whoa! Well, hey, that shifts the scores yet again. I move to 7 and 6. Nerd Bomber moves to 5 and 7. That's what I have written down. And uh, Tectic 6 and 6. Uh, Steven, want to know? Steven will be defending his undefeated title on the show very soon. I move into first place tactic in second place nerd bomber in third place. Uh, for once we actually, there's not, no one's tied right now. We've, if we've had at least two people tied for like a hundred years at this point, Uh, but for right now, no one is tied. So uh, next week I will be hosting topic TBD. In the meantime, we thank you all for joining us for another amazing episode of the online warriors podcast. Leave us a review on Apple podcasts. If you feel so inclined, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, if you Want to tell us what your favorite gum is? Uh, whatever you want to do. It's up to you. And in the meantime, before next week, I will turn things over to Tech to Take us out with a tech tip.
2: Sugar. <laughs> I
0: don't have- Drink Dr. Pepper. <laughs>